Welcome, everyone, to another episode of From Panel to Podcast. I'm Andrew Reiner, joined today by my good buddy, best friend of all time. I'm going to give you that title. Aw. Phil Hoff. Hello. Yeah. How's it going? I'm good. So we had one of the biggest comics we've read in a long time. Holy crap. Wow. Just kind of, and that's where we're going to begin today. Um, we're gonna... no, actually, before we begin, I've got a question for you. Uh-huh. Thursday is opening day. You and I baseball. are baseball fans. Yes. We're both diehard Cubs fans. We bleed our cubby blue through and through. Love the Cubs like very few other things in life. How many games are they going to win this year? Ooh, I'm going to go with 83. Oh, you got them over 500, huh? I do. I think uh, Suzuki's going to be a game changer. I think Frank Schwindel is the real deal for the next three to four seasons. And I think their, their pitching is going to be better than expected if Kyle Hendricks can, can rebound. If you can't, it's going to be a long season. They'll be below 500. I'm kind of on the same page. I've got them at 81 in my mind, so a game underneath 500. And a big part of that for me is just how awful the NL Central truly is outside of Milwaukee and that team that I'm not going to talk about publicly on the air. But I think that yeah. team that we're not going to talk about publicly on the air is, uh, I think their pitching staff's very, very shaky. It's nice to see them give Pujols a goodbye to her because he is Albert Pujols. He is an icon as far as baseball is concerned. And I think it'll be good for the team and the division. But with the division being as bad as they are, I think the Cubs can scrape together at least 80 wins. Yeah, I do too. And we're Cub hopefuls. We have been our entire life. Hey, we got a World Series, so let's see what happens. It's yeah. it's it's up and up from last year. That's all I'll say. <laughs> Can't be any worse. Also on this episode, we're going to talk Moon Knight for the first time on the show. We'll have another voice joining me for that. I don't want to spoil the surprise yet, but let's get to that big book. Every so often, I would say once every five to six, seven years, there's a comic that you flip the page and you just go, oh my goodness. Yeah. And that's within either the main Marvel or DC continuities. It happens a lot in Image and Boom where they can really take chances. They don't have this, you know century old history <laughs> that they're <laughs> adhering to or near century old history shadow war alpha mm -hmm. the first issue which is appears to be a batman and deathstroke i don't know showdown event crossover showdown team up let's see which way this thing ends up playing out within this first issue there's a major death huge death that comes out of nowhere and it is so beautifully framed oh. <laughs> they give the shot a full spread. It's dynamic. It's dramatic. It's beautifully drawn and written. And then they double down on it. They were like, no, they couldn't have done it. There's no way. Everything's going to be fine. And then they go one step further and really make sure this character is good and gone. Phil, walk me through what you did when you read this, this issue. From what I understand in a red post post haste that, um, DC outlined that this was going to happen and they didn't really necessarily hide it, which for people like you and I that try to avoid spoilers as much as humanly possible, it probably hit us a lot harder than it hit anybody else. Um, when I hit that two page spread, my I had to pick my jaw back up off the comic book, which was sitting on my lap and I'm not a short guy. So that's quite the, 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 the distance that my jaw fell. And then I continue reading this book, and you and I talk a lot about comic books off the air. We text back and forth, but I think this is the first comic that the second I got done with the end panel, I sent you a text, and I was just like, um, you read Shadow War yet? Because I need <laughs> you to. I need somebody to talk to right now. You're like, on it. 
15, 20 minutes later, my phone vibrates and you're just like, sweet hell, what just happened? And then there was a small discussion on if he was dead or not and what just happened. This book, wow. Um, I didn't yeah, see it's it coming. Not a, it's not an <laughs> insignificant character either. No, no, no. Huge DC Comics villain and a character that's been around for decades and that we adore. Yeah. I don't want to hint at it any more than that. They deliver fireworks with this death. And that just sets up this whole huge shadow war, which I can't wait to see where it goes. And after the death, even it's fascinating. It's like, whoa, how is this all going to kind of play out? There's a lot to it. And I think, um, again, you know, this is one of those moments that happens very seldomly. Uh, I guess you could say, you know, civil war, Captain America dying. That was a big event. Yep. They happen periodically, but this, this is, uh, this was shocking to me and, for it to be in this stupid alpha book. <laughs> yeah. I hate these. I've, I've talked about this in the past, this alpha and beta and, you know, Omegas Omega and, and yeah, uh, it's like, uh, just, just give me a core one to six shadow war. <laughs> Why can't this be issue one of shadow war? Why does it have to be alpha? Um, so. Conversely, I will say that you got to keep in mind that Bane's first appearance, who has nothing to do with what we're talking about right now, was just in a one shot called vengeance of Bane. Right. So, I mean, sometimes these things do pay off into larger characters but man, if they keep the pace going of this first book, sweet hell are we in for a ride for this thing. The other book I want to highlight this week is Hulk number five. Should which... I take off my headphones? No. Oh, you haven't read it yet. No, I don't have it yet because there was another shipping snafu with our comic store. Well, I'll just say this. The next issue is the conclusion of whatever this arc is that Donny Cates is writing. So it is rushing toward that with fists of fury <laughs> from the Hulk. And it's, uh, it's glorious. Yes. It's, it's a lot of fun to read. And yeah, I was, I was really, really, really pleased with, uh, with that issue. And as I have been with most of Donnie Cates's work, the whole concept of space Hulk <laughs> uh, is still a little strange to me. It is starting to hit that itch of planet Hulk, which I loved, yep. you know, where he's out being a, a combatant in a in a ring, basically taking on the lights of Silver Surfer and all that. That was cool. I don't know the 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 way they've told that that Donny Cates has told this with Bruce Starship Banner Hulk. and then yeah Starship Hulk, but just kind of like the inner monologue of the different Hulks and what they're doing. A little odd, but I like the kind of the reality of the situation, right? Like what what other people are seeing. I don't like what's going on in Hulk's head. But I am on board all the way through this. Should be a a fun conclusion. We'll we'll have to see what happens in a few weeks. I really hope it's there on Wednesday when I get there because uh, Hulk is one of those titles that I I fight to not read in the car before I go home. Did you read Amazing Spider-Man? Did you get that one? Yep. I did get Amazing Spider-Man. All right. Walk me through it. Uh, Double-sized issue. Knockdown, drag out. Holy crap. Ben Riley and Peter Parker are going at it to uh, regain the appropriate memories that are there. I thought it was a nice, fun read. I'm. It's not quite wrapped up yet, but you can definitely tell that it's on the home stretch of that. I think this Beyond storyline is really, really paying off handsomely with the way that this fight has went down. And we have a new character debut in this one. I would say this is a key issue. Yep. And it's a new identity for a beloved character. And uh, I think this one's going to stick around for a while because I yeah. don't know how they undo it. <laughs> I kind I kind of spaced that out that that actually happened because I read that right after I read Shadow War Alpha. So like I was still kind of putting my eyeballs back in my head. But you're absolutely right that there was that big changeover that happened, too. And then also Something is Killing the Children just came Ooh. out. Issue 21. Tynan the fourth. 
has not skipped a beat in the five or six months since the last Something is Killing the Children issue. This is a new setup. This is a great jumping on point for people. Mm -hmm. With that said, I would say you could start reading this arc, but you're going to want to go back and get the history. They They are billing this as a new chapter, a new kind of event, new horrors, new characters that you're following. You know, there is some connected tissue to certain characters from the past. But this is a wonderful, um, I guess, first issue in this new arc. Again, that's issue 21. It's out. Our comic shop sold out. I don't even think they put it on in the shelf. I think they were all claimed. I thought there was a small handful of them that did make the shelf. But oh, maybe the, they put them out later then. Yeah. yeah, none of the variants were around. But as I texted you after I read this one as well, man, Tinion's, or Tynan's storytelling and the way that he delivers in these comics is it literally second to none. Like, it just, it's gripping and it just pulls you through the entire story i yeah, love the love art this from uh, art from del adera a little different this time but it fits it, it you know again it has that nice connected tissue to the old something is killing killing the children arcs and house of slaughter which mm-hmm. is a part of this comic series which is continuing in may so that was not just a finite arc that's going to be ongoing as well so we'll get, be getting two different uh chapters in something is killing the children come this summer, which is exciting. Yeah. Um, Cause it's my favorite book out there right now. Hands down. There's nothing else that comes close to touching it. For me, it's neck and neck between that and department of truth, but that's, you know, my conspiracy mind. And Phil, I think it's time for us to talk moon Knight. I think that's, unless there's another issue uh, comic that you read that you want to highlight. Um, I kind of want to give a little bit of love to rogue son that came out this week. Rogue son number two. Sure. I, yeah, I, let's I go really, yeah, I really enjoyed issue one with the powers being handed down to the kid that nobody else in the family thought was going to happen. And this really picked up right where that one left off. And you kind of see the relationship between father and son. Unfortunately, memory is terrible. I don't remember their names. But you really kind of see the de- the the deceased father walking the son through how to do this. And rebellious teenage son, of course, being like, no, dad, you don't know what you're talking about. I can do this my way. Get out of my head. I don't ever want to see you again. I think it's being written really, really well. And I enjoy the overall vibe of it, of him getting the powers that he didn't necessarily know that he wanted, while then discovering that essentially every villain within, I believe it's set in New Orleans, is going to be out to gunning to get him and his his dad trying to walk him through it. I, I, I dig this series. It's part of the, the Radiant Black, Radiant Universe, and I think it fits in nicely. Yeah, and I'll just say, we brought this up last time, but the main character is a snotty brat, and yeah. he's awful, and that's what makes this different right out of the gates is someone who's probably not deserving of having great power has great power Yep, and is struggling with it and really needs to center himself to be able to become the hero that he needs to be. I think it'll um, end up being a good coming of age tale. I kind of hope it doesn't. <laughs> I hope, just, he, I hope he's just, just a train brat. wreck. <laughs> yeah. I just hope he's just a train wreck and he just can't figure it out. <laughs> Let's just have this be different all the way through. We don't need an arc. (laughs) That would be pretty fun, actually, just to watch it completely derail and just him go down the path of whatever. Before we get to Moon Knight and our special guest, I would like to point out what we just brought up is pull boxes. We've, We've mentioned this a couple of times. If you frequent a comic book store, ask them if they do put copies aside for people. If they have a pull box is what we call them in the biz, in the trade where they will pull whatever issues you need and have them on hand. Cause sometimes there'll be key issues. These are the, the comic books that come out that are origins, big events, like the one we just talked about in shadow war alpha, 
that sell out fast. People will go buy multiple copies, right? Because they think they can turn them around or they're yep. going to sit on them, right? This, um, the pull box will guarantee that you get them. So you can set it up. We have it digitally now, Phil and I do, where we mm-hmm. can pick which books we want each week and then they will pull them. And when we get to the store, they're hopefully there if the shipment shows up. <laughs> <laughs> but just a, a thing, if you're a collector, if you're getting into collecting, that's something you absolutely need to do. And that's that's where it's going to hit your wallet a lot because you're going to start pulling stuff and you'll be like, oh, gosh, I forgot to cancel this one. But then you feel guilty, right? You don't want to like be like, ah, I'm done reading this. You got to buy that issue and then you got to tell them. Is that why you still get the Flash? <laughs> it it kind of is. <laughs> there's there's that. I can't remember the other one that I'm still pulling. I'm like, bah, I just want to put this back on the rack, but they reserved it for me. they are got more because I have one extra. Ah, yeah. yeah. But at this yeah. point, you can stealthily pull it off of your pull list via uh, League of Comic Geeks. You can, but they if you have it there, when you get to the comic store, they have it in the computer and they'll tell you, I've tried it before. I've been guilty of this. I'm, I'm a terrible person. <laughs> I've tried putting it back and they'll be like, oh, you see, you didn't get this one. And it's like, yeah, yeah, I didn't want it. <laughs> 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 and then i wake up in a cold sweat like three weeks later like i'm a terrible person <laughs> i just cost the shop three dollars and fifty cents for what they paid for that book I hope they're still uh, next week anyway, yeah. so yeah pull lists are a thing of beauty and it's a way to definitely keep current on things and not miss out and if you're in a larger metro area like we are it'll save you a lot of driving around in frustration because there's been times that i don't have a book on my pull list that you've recommended to me that I then go comic shop hopping around and I end up putting 200 miles on my car only to discover that everybody in the entire world is sold out of this book. Not in the entire world, but the entire metro area is sold out of this book. So yeah, use those pull lists, abuse those pull lists. And if you don't like something, don't be a chicken and just say, hey, you know what? I'm kind of over where this is going right now. Yeah, or just sneak it on the rack and and never shop at that place again. (laughs) (laughs) Let me ask you this, though. How many times have you been guilty of switching comic book stores without canceling your pull list and you hate going back into that store? Twice in my life, yeah. Yeah, I'm same boat, and it's a terrible feeling. Like I've avoided certain stores for years at a time because I'm like, oh, I know last time I was in here, I had like $120 in my pull box, and I'd switch stores because somebody pissed me off here. Hope they don't recognize me. Yeah, your picture's probably up in that place. Like, the second you walk in the door, it'll be like, he owes you $200. <laughs> you go and buy two issues, and you think you're spending $6, and you're like, that'll be $127.50. Ah! We're screwed. Okay, let's get to Moon Knight. And now joining me for a talk about the new MCU series on Disney Plus is the Instagram sensation, the host of all things Nintendo, the boxing champion in his garage, and the nicest guy you'll ever meet, Brian Shea. Hello, sir. Hey, quite the intro you gave me there, so I appreciate it. Uh, the, The boxing gym is back up and running after all the snow in Minnesota melted and then flooded my garage, so I had to do a little work to get that back in operational, but we are up and running once again, and I'm ready to talk about a mummified superhero that goes around and punches mythological creatures. Speaking of punching, I'm going to go back to your garage. That's really why I wanted to bring you here, is to talk about your boxing. You had one of those Captain America moments from the MCU where you punched your 
punching bag, whatever you call it, the heavy bag. What is it called? Yeah, heavy bag. Heavy bag. You punched it and broke it or knocked it off the chain. I know it sucks that you couldn't use it then, but that had to feel super powerful. It was really cool because like it was literally like the hook that holds it up bent and it caused it to fall off. So I had to like fix the hook. And then, of course, it happened again like a few months later and the strap ripped in half because it was it wasn't a chain strap. It was like the one that came with my stand. But now we're all squared away. I got to change the chains holding it up so it's not going to rip and uh, we're good to go. All right. Well, I'm done talking with you. That's all I needed. No. Okay. Uh, Thanks for having me. So the show, Moon Knight, first episode came out last Wednesday. I loved it. This is Oscar Isaac, you know, acting his brains out. Like, yeah. looks like he's having a blast with this series. He's on screen 90% of the time in this first episode. Give me your two cents on this one. I think that this is an episode that really was meant to set the table. And I think it did so in an effective manner. It gave us the the dual personalities of Stephen Grant, which is, it's interesting that they focused mostly on Stephen in this this pilot episode because most people will know Mark Spector is like the main guy but what it does is it plays into that that dueling personalities uh part of the character and it made the the end of it which I'm sure we'll get into uh, a little bit later that much more impactful because throughout this episode we're just seeing him kind of like uh blackout and then it's like oh something really amazing happened while we were kind of like we were blacked out with Steven and I'm excited for those blackouts to slowly stop being teases and quickly become the the Moon Knight segments where he just like completely wrecks these guys that are like cornering him in an alleyway or takes out the guys that are chasing him when he's driving an ice cream truck. Like there are so many amazing action sequences that we're, we weren't privy to as members of right. the audience because we were seeing it through Steven's eyes. And now that we have kind of the curtains pulled back and we, we've seen Moon Knight himself fight those mythological beasts uh it's it's going to be something that i'm really looking forward to every single week now and the full episode was 50 minutes of them slowly pulling the curtain back right just gently nudging it a a little bit more and i thought that was effective i thought the pacing was great where he blacks out all of a sudden he's somewhere else later you know five minutes later he blacks out but there's a little bit more to it right like he's kind of remembering more the blackouts are more frequent and he has more control and he's freaking out because He's in the moment, like you said, he's in that cupcake truck or whatever it was. And, you know, he's he's a part of the action, yet Mark Spector is doing a lot of the work when he's blacked out, right? Yeah. And also, I, I will say, like, you know, I, I I think this is maybe because I just rewatched The Suicide Squad, the James Gunn one, last night. And I think it's in my mind, like, paying extra close attention to effective uses of music. And I will say that they did such a good job with the music in this episode, like, just all being centered around like kind of like waking up, like wake me up before you go, go was in the, the ice cream truck scene yeah. and a man without love by, uh, uh, Engelbert Humperdinck was such a great song to play a couple times in it as well. Like when he's getting up out of his bed and like taking the chains off his legs. And it's like, this is so cool the way they did that. And they did a great job with the music and I can't wait to hear what else they do with it. But also like the way that, it slowly reveals to Steven as well that like, there's a lot of stuff going on here. Like, you know, he has this date with this woman that he works with that he has no idea about. And like, he's a vegan. So he goes to the steakhouse and then he's like, you know what? I will have a steak. And he has no idea how to order a steak. And it's, it's really showing like, all right, this guy's like kind of like the pitiful version of the character. And then at the end when they revealed like Mark Spector in the mirror, yeah, like, 
let me let me take care of this or give me control. Let me handle this. I was just like, oh, that's the Oscar Isaac I was wanting to see in the show. And you know that Steven has a little bit of knowledge of what's going on. He's putting the sand around his bed. He's chaining himself mm-hmm. up. That's not normal activity. You know, unfortunately, he loses a goldfish along the way somehow. We don't know what happened there. He has to get another one. It's there's there's things going on in his his real life that he's he's accepting of. But now we're really starting to see where this is going to go. And you see Moon Knight at the end, like they save, you know, the the reveals all the way at the end. There was another reveal, I think, halfway through, maybe 10 minutes into the episode. That's gargantuan. And that's where he wakes up after a blackout. And it's there's a castle on the hillside. It's got soldiers protecting it. There's a small village town beneath it in this kind of valley. Beautiful green countryside. Brian, I think this is Latveria, which is where Dr. Doom has his castle. That might even be Doom's castle there. In the cupcake truck, when you have Steven driving it, if you look behind him, the box closest to him says Von D on it, Victor Von Doom. Oh, really? I didn't see that. So they are definitely teasing it. They did this in uh, Hawkeye, where they teased Fisk before they even had Fisk on screen. So I think this is setting it up. Maybe... Maybe they're saving Doom for Fantastic Four when that movie comes out or TV show. We don't know what they're doing with it yet. We just know something Fantastic Four is coming. I think they said a movie, but we'll have yeah. to wait and see. It's a movie start with, uh, um, shoot, what's his name? The guy who did the the Spider-Man trilogy, uh, Homecoming, Far From Home, and No Way Home. He's, he's helming. He's directing? Okay. Yeah. We'll just say that guy. <laughs> since we both don't know as, as we're recording this, but uh, that I thought was, was huge. And I was like, you know, everybody's just focused on Ethan Hawke, who's, you know, probably was given the stage direction of you are a creepy cultist go. <laughs> and uh, he, he's, he's very mesmerizing and it's hard to like, think about where they might be. You just know he wakes up somewhere far from home. Oh boy. I didn't mean to say that, but he wakes up somewhere. <laughs> Uh, in the distance, you know, where he's not supposed to be. But I think that's Latveria. I think we just had our first real connection with the Fantastic Four here. And I don't think anybody's going to blink an eye at it. I think they're just going to keep moving forward. I don't think we're going to see Victor Von Doom in this or Dr. Doom in this anymore. I think it's going to focus on Moon Knight. And they haven't revealed who Ethan Hawke is playing yet, right? He's just kind of a mysterious figure. I don't want to reveal it here if they haven't. I think they did uh let me, i'm gonna look that up real quick uh, i'll just say his my... first name is it starts with an a <laughs> and his last name starts with an h by the way uh it's john watts is the director oh and okay cool there there may have been a uh, there's a lot of theories going around that remember at the end of spider-man far from home where he's kind of like webbing around new york right before the the big reveal that he had he's you know it's peter parker underneath the mask there was a moment where he flew through what looked like the repurposed Avengers Tower, only now there's a giant gap in the middle of it, and people were theorizing it might now be the Baxter building. Ah, okay. So there we go. There's, there, there's some theories, um, yeah. but yeah, we, it may or may this not is be. very a, clearly, it, yeah, this is so clear that it has to be Latveria. <laughs> you can't recreate that same castle on the hillside in Fantastic Four again, right? Like, you have to... <sighs> It, it's got to be. They just got to go back too, which I liked. Yeah. Uh, so as you look to see if they if he's been revealed yet, I thought he was a cool villain. I thought 
you know, another big reveal here is the Egyptian gods potentially mm, yeah. being real, having real power in the MCU. You see some kind of dog, some cat creature hunting uh, Moon Knight toward the end. You see some other miracle type things going on with with Ethan Hawke. And uh, I thought it was an awesome first episode. And Oscar Isaac is brilliant, like just amazing in, in this role. The voice he has for for Steven and just, you know, the physical presence he has in those scenes, you know, being terrified and, and kind of confused by what's going on. I thought thought he knocked it out of the park. And uh, I, I would agree with you 100%. It does, according to Wikipedia, Ethan Hawke's character is listed. Okay, it's listed, but I don't know if they've revealed his name yet in the mo- or the show. Sure. But we, we could save that. I'll save that for next week and, and uh, you know, when Phil gets caught up here. Or we'll have you back, Brian, uh, to talk about it again. But, yeah, I give it a solid 9 out of 10 for a first episode. What would your score be? Yeah, I'd probably put it somewhere like in... As far as like a first episode that's getting me hyped to see the rest of the series, I would be right there with you. A 9 out of 10, something like that. As far as like a standalone, I'd say maybe like an 8.5. It got a little bit too long to like getting to the actual action, but it did do a great job of peeling back those layers and revealing the mystery to us as it reveals it to Steven. And then like I kept, I, I've said a couple times now, the end scene is just so impactful. And so like, all right, let's go. Let's watch the rest of the series. I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. And, and seeing how it's all going to tie together, you know, there's going to be other reveals along the way. There has to be. I know oh, critics yeah. have seen like four episodes. There's more to that. You know, what is there? Six in this season? I think I so. Can't wait. I can't wait to see where it goes. And, you know, we're just uh, a week away from the next one. So, or I guess tomorrow will be the next one uh, for people yeah. that are listening to this. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're already getting close to halfway. So thank you, Brian, for, uh, for coming on here to share your thoughts. And we'll definitely have you on a future episode. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm always down to talk MCU, DCEU, Snyderverse, uh, even some Star Wars stuff from from time to time. So uh, thanks for having me on. I'm looking forward to the next time. All right. See you then. What a wonderful talk with Mr. Brian Shea who, one of our listeners, Carrington Martin, the biggest fan of, wants to start a fan club for Brian. And we've said, no, Carrington, do not start a fan club. (laughs) Do not do that. That's a bad idea. People don't do fan clubs now. Just, you know, reach out to him as much as you can on Twitter and give him a lot of hearts and and smiley faces. You know, last time I was at- he listens to us. Last time I was at Carrington's house, I had to pull a poster of Brian Shea off of his wall, and Carrington was not very pleased with me. Yeah, yeah I bet. Right over the bed. Yep. That's, that's where Carrington puts them. Phil, let's get to new books here. All right. It's coming out this Wednesday. Are you ready? I am. My wallet's not, but we'll work that out in the long term. All right. Remember, we're going to say getting it. Yep. Okay. You ready? Let's do this. Batman number 122. This is the month I'm going to skip Batman. Yeah, I'm getting it. Getting it. It's a Shadow War tie-in, by the way. I'll get two of them. Moon Knight number 10. Getting it. Getting it. I'm jumping back on because I love the show. Uh, Something called Devil's Reign number six. I'm What? Never heard of it. But I'll pick it up and check it out. Maybe something interesting will happen. Yeah. Getting it. That's $5.99 for that finale. Damn it! X-Force Annual number one. (laughs) X-Force number 27. Wow. Both on the same day. 
Fantastic Four, number 42. Getting it. That's Reckoning more. Oh. She-Hulk, number three. I'll get that. X-Men Red, number one. Getting it. Ding, ding, Any ding. Any idea so what the red one. is? Maybe Omega Red? Okay. Maybe. Batman Killing Time, number two. Yes. Black Widow, number 15. Mm, no. Captain Marvel Annual, number one. Strange, number two. Yes. Getting it. Marauders, number one. Might check ding, that out. Ding, ding, ding. Getting it. Star Wars Bounty Hunters, number 22. I'll get that. Batman Beyond Neo Year, number one. Getting it. Hmm. Suicide Squad, number 14. Getting that. Spider-Punk, number one. Getting it. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I will, too. The Scorched, number four. Wonder Woman Historia, the Amazons, number two. Little Monsters, number two. Firepower, number 19. Wow, that's getting up there. <laughs> the Walking Dead, Deluxe, number 36. I have been grabbing that, so I will get it. It is kind of fun to see it in color. Radiant Red, number two. Yep. Monkey Prince, number three. Getting it. I probably will, too. The Thing, number six. Deadpool, Bad Blood, number one. Ding, ding, ding. Ooh. Getting it. I'll probably grab that. One Star, number five. World of Krypton, number five. Earth Prime, number one. Batwoman. Getting it. That's huh. a TV show tie-in. Okay. I'll get that. Magic the Gathering, number 13. Alice Ever After, number one. Ooh. Like Alice in Wonderland? Yeah, from Boom Studios. There's a really good chance I'll grab that. James Tynion. No, I'm Wait, kidding. what? <laughs> now, now I got to see who's making it. <laughs> Hold on. I got to click into this one. Who's, who's making this? It's got variant covers. Okay, well, in that case. Dan Panosian. Hmm. Oh, Oh, that's a variant cover by Adam Hughes. Oh. G.I. Joe, a real American hero, number 291. Do you I'm think there's get... other countries that have got their own versions of G.I. Joe? Ah, uh, that's a good question. Sorry, Listeners, if you thought. know, let us know. Yeah, let us know. I'm going to get issue 300, by the way. Oh, is it 300? It's 291, so we're like nine issues away. Oh, yeah, I'll grab 300 as well. Why not? Monkey Meat, number four. I'll be grabbing that. Nottingham, number six. Red Room Trigger Warnings, number two. The heck? <laughs> Apache Delivery Service, number four. New Masters, number three. Star Trek The Mirror War, number five. West of Sundown from Vault Comics, number one. Wow! <laughs> the Rocketeer, The Great Race, number one. <laughs> Getting it! <laughs> I might buy that for my brother. He was a huge Rocketeer fan when he was younger, to the point where he used to run around with a pair of tidy whities He was like seven years old at the time, maybe. And he used to wear run around with a pair of tidy whities over his head and his eyes sticking eye sticking out of the leg hole saying that he was the Rocketeer. So I might buy it just to amuse myself. And Phil, I think that's pretty much it. Oh. There's some Archie stuff coming. We don't really get into that. Maybe someday. Probably Dep never. Depends on who they cross over with. Plus, Archie versus Marvel happened once upon a time. <laughs> last thing I'll say, Phil, last thing I'll say is next week we are going into Craven's Last Hunt. So we yep. have homework. We got to reread that or at least page through it. And then for our listeners, send us some comments. Let us know what you think of it. Send us on Twitter. DM us. My DMs are open. Andrew underscore Reiner. Uh, leave me a message there and uh, we will we will talk about your comments on next week's show as we revisit that classic. 
Yep. Mine are open on BNOW23 as well. Hit me up. I'm also very curious if there's anybody that's a first-time reader of Craven's Last Hunt. I would love to hear their thoughts on it. And if there's anything else you want us to dive into in the world of comics, we touched on a couple things here today, uh, like TV shows and then the new releases. Let us know because uh, we're always looking for stuff to talk about and uh, you know, it just needs to be comic book related. So thanks again for tuning in to another episode. Phil, for being along on this kind of wild journey with me. It's, it's been a blast and uh, we'll see everybody in seven days. Do you think this journey is going to stop anytime soon for you and I discussing comic books? No. Exactly. No, never. <laughs> now, that we got a, now that we got hot mics, it's just gotten worse. We're spending more money, talking about them more, spending more time on them. Yeah, it's, it's a wonderful thing. It's all because of all of you and we love you for it. Thanks again for tuning in. Yeah, take care, people. See you soon.